Welcome to Reboot or Rewind, a podcast in which we talk about our favorite movies and TV shows and the reboots that are bound to happen. I'm Rachel. And I'm Todd. And let's rewind back to 1996 and watch Scream. What you talking about, Will? You got it, dude. You little nasty. Hold on tight, spider monkey. <laughs> All right. Spooky season. We're in the spooky season. Um, October. Fall is in the air. How are you feeling this fine Sunday? Fabulous. This is <laughs> my time to shine. Not because of all the other stuff. Like, I love a good sweater weather. I love a good uh, apple picking. I love a good hard cider. You know, <laughs> I love you know, apple cider donuts. <laughs> I love all of that stuff. The Renaissance Festival. Chef kiss all, all across the boards. I have very bad allergies. So when these trees and grass start dying, I can like walk frolic. <laughs> This is my time of outside. Yeah, I, I I agree. I it's my favorite time of year. I mean, and and it's like fall came in with a vengeance this year. Like it really came in quick, which is scary because that means that like we might have like a really like intense winter. That's not scary. That's amazing. I, I don't want all that snow. I can't ride the snow. Let it snow, please. I gotta go buy litter to like let track it snow. my. Ugh. You gotta buy what? That's like what the people use in like the Midwest to like help track their snow. It's kitty litter. Kitty they don't want to buy rock salt. Yeah, they don't want to buy rock salt. It's a thing. Okay, I'm not making this up. <laughs> it's a thing. Okay. I mean, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of kitty litter, but I'll take your word for it. Um, you know, it's traction. No, yeah, that doesn't, I guess that doesn't, um, it doesn't melt the snow, but it doesn't need the traction to get out of the snow. Right, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, and it's it's probably better for pets because, like, you know, the rock salt is not good for dogs' paws and stuff when, when they walk on it. So I'm not against it. I've just never heard of that alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess it's not really an alternative because it doesn't do entirely what the salt does, but it do- does as much as it needs to be done. Yes, <laughs> movies and TV related. I just went to, went to go see Bros. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you go see it? No, I was going to see it with my brother. Um, my brother's birthday was two days ago. And um, we had been talking about, but I, I think he, he went to go see it uh, on opening day because opening day was his birthday. Um, and so and just with the hurricane passing through, you know, there's kind of messed up plans this weekend. So I haven't gotten to see it yet. I don't know when I'll see it because it's in, in theaters only. And so I have to go with someone because I'm not going to go to the movies by myself. I went to the movies by myself. No, yeah. I and that's, I very much like, I, I respect anyone who will do that and does that. Uh, I'm not saying it's like not a thing, but for me, um, it's not a thing because I don't like the movies at all. I don't like being there. I don't like the smell. I don't like the sticky floors. Um, I don't like sitting around a bunch of strangers. So like, if I'm going to be there, I'd like to be there with someone to talk and, um, not talk during the movie, but just like to at least have some semblance of a distraction from the very uncomfortable environment I find myself in. I guess for me, 
I go always like early morning. Like my showing was like ten thirty five. Mm-hmm. Literally, no one in that theater. <laughs> like it was kind of <laughs> empty. Like the, even like where they like where everyone else was, it was empty. And you know the movie I think was like five people, and we're all was like spread out. So even yeah. when I like went there and I had like a ticket, but someone else was in that row, I just went to the bottom row and I didn't steal anyone's seat or anything. <laughs> But it was interesting. Very much a Judd Apatow. He produced it, but very much of like, if you like his type of rom-coms, it's very much like that. Well, speaking of movies, (laughs) even though rom-coms are incredibly opposite end of the spectrum of the type of movie we're talking about, um, and really speaking about October, like fall, um, spooky season, this weather is is time everybody gets nostalgic for old uh halloween movies and so we brought we're dragging out a classic this this time with scream is one of the most more, more iconic horror franchises um so before we get into it ty would you like to tell us a little bit about scream yes i can um scream is a american horror slasher franchise that includes five films in a TV series. The film series is created by Kevin Williamson and directed mainly by Wes Craven. He did the first four. Mm-hmm. The first film, Scream, was released in 1996 and became the highest grossing slasher film in the world until the release of Halloween 2018 with another great Scream queen, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> we first see Sydney. Prescott as she's coming under attack by a mysterious character dubbed Ghostface while dealing with the anniversary of her murder's murder. It satirized the horror movie genre from a loving place and it is the blueprint for most modern horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I will say it is a classic. Some people debate that a movie has to be like more than 30 years for it to be considered a classic. And so since oh. it's 1996, it's only 26 years old. So it's close. I think it's over the 25-year mark, but some people get a little touchy. But I think also because people don't want to feel old. <laughs> and 1996 is old for, as we know, we, we were born the year before. So um, people don't want to feel old. But I think, you know. Yeah, I mean, it sets the stage for uh, what we consider a a slasher film nowadays. Um, it really commented on archetypes that existed um and i think pioneered a new way of looking at the slasher of the horror genre and just the horror genre in general so i think it's i think calling something classic is more about the impact it has on cinema rather than how long it's been because there are also movies that have been around for a very long time that are not classics um because they didn't do anything to the to the industry love plus time like something that's like can stand the test of time like, <laughs> have to have a career. because something could always be in the zeitgeist for like five years you know something yeah. could still be mentioned but if it could last 30 years then you know that's a classic if like people still talk about it which i think is a good reason why wes craven was such a good person to direct the film because wes mm-hmm. craven made some of the most popular um you know, horror movies. Like, even some people say, like, brought in the Usher into, like, the modern-day horror movies with Night of the Living Dead in mm-hmm. I think. 
Um, don't quote me on that. <laughs> I think it is good. It's definitely the late 60s. Um, so him, you know, coming in to do this modern movie, that's why I feel like it comes from such a loving place because they got someone who, you know, made his career on it. It's not just someone looking in. He'd been in this. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, he died like four years after Scream 4 um, and so obviously was not around to do the the reboot, the fifth film um, in the franchise. But uh, yeah, definitely you can tell that he, this was shot through the lens, through the eyes of someone who knows the genre very well, which I think is part of why it, it was so it contains so much commentary on the genre. Um, I, so, you know, we've talked about in the past that I, I don't really like um, scary movies. I don't like Halloween stuff. Um, and I, I was really kind of dreading watching this. Um, I knew, I knew, I knew it had to come. I knew we agreed that we would do at least one scary movie <laughs> for, for this season. That's a good one. I was afraid like, I would like make you do like Friday the 13th for Halloween. Like I don't like any of those either. Yeah. Like, movie slasher gory ones but i thought mm-hmm. good media <laughs> yeah no and it's interesting because like we can put uh like i think ghost face is is in that group with like jason Voorhees, freddy krueger michael myers um but of the four i think ghost face is is the one that people take least seriously now um one because i think this movie has a different tone than the others but also because ghostface is a really common halloween costume um and i know like people dress up as freddy krueger and stuff but this looks like a cheap halloween costume because i think it's supposed to be in the movie it, it looks like they just bought a cheap halloween costume to put on um and so it's kind of like when you see it you're like i've seen that before i see that in halloween stores <laughs> <laughs> and so it's hard to just like be scared of that it looks like somebody wearing a costume while jason Voorhees, freddy krueger michael myers they all have something else that makes them very terrifying to look at um it's not just a, a cheap costume um like freddy krueger it's not just the sweater it's also his face and his fingers yeah <laughs> um and so yeah so i think Ghostface is the least scary of all of them and so i do have to say that like I also watched Scary Movie when I was a kid, um, the Scary Movie franchise, because it was not scary. It was funny. Um, And Scary Movie is almost exactly now. Now I know is almost exactly Scream. (laughs) And so I I fell into it and I was like kind of seeing that humor more because I saw I was familiar with the movie that made fun of it. Uh, So it was actually very easy for me to watch. I also think to today's standards. That is not scary in the least bit because we see that kind of like slasher stuff and killing on just regular shows now. Um, so it didn't seem that scary to me. Yeah, like going back to like Freddie and Jason and all of them, they all also have a mysticism about them. Like they don't die. Like yeah. Michael Myers, like it is the same Mike, Michael Myers. It does not change. It is the same one. Same thing with Jason. Same thing with Freddy Krueger. Once we talk about, you know, hopefully you watched at least some of them before you listen to this, at least the first one. They all die at the end. They're, like, it's yeah. a commentary that like, people are copycatting him of, mm-hmm. of Ghost. So it's not, um, so you know what I mean? So it's like, that's how you can kind of like demystify, you know, demystify him because it is a crazy lunatic and serial killer in a mask. Yeah. who decided to take up Ghostface because of the legacy of Ghostface. 
Right. It's very, it's very Scooby-Doo because yeah. um, speaking of Scooby-Doo, Shaggy's in the first one, <laughs> um, but it's very Scooby-Doo in that like, no matter how scary it seems, they're unmasked at the end as just some dumb human, just some person who wanted attention or had some like, like motive uh, and often a dumb teenager, uh, especially in the first one. And I think the fourth one, it's a teenager and the reboot, it's a teenager. Um, and so, yeah, it's just a very human person and, uh, it's not something that by the end of the movie, you're still going to be scared of. Cause even like with, yeah, like you said, with Michael Myers, with Freddy Krueger, with Jason, um, you're still, that lingering feel- fear is still there. Cause at the end of the day, they can always come back, but this is just a person killing people and they're unmasked in the end or killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also, it, and also just like like when I mentioned like it's the blueprint for a lot of modern horror movies and TV shows, like literally original, like pre Wise original sin is screen. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> very much down to, they always have one character who has to talk about the rules of horror movies, which is Tabitha in original <laughs> sin in this one. Um, but Randy dies in season, in the second one. Scream so. too, yeah. They obviously don't need... Well, I mean, by that time, the entire thing is becoming very meta, very, like, self-commentary. So I don't think they need just that singular character who's referencing it, because all of them are referencing. Because by that time, they have the in-film... Ver- like, they have the Stab series. That's, like... Mm-hmm. And their way of talking about the Stab series and what the Stab series is doing is all of the characters are now commenting on the horror genre. So I don't think they needed Randy as much after the second film because the whole thing was doing it. Um, I think I'm going to wait. I think I'm going to wait for it until we talk about favorite characters. Because uh, I think also it's a good commentary, even for today. Like, even though it came out 26 years ago, I think the same conversations that we're having about horror are happening today. It's a little bit different, but, I wanna, but we can talk about that later. I want to get into like our favorite characters and stuff, which I guess is hard unless you can. How many movies you only watched the first one, right, Rachel? Well, I, I, so I've watched in full the first one. I am familiar with all of them, um, because I read the synopsis of every single one of them, <laughs> and so yeah. I can speak. I can speak to the development of the consistent characters throughout the franchise, um, and. No, yeah, and I can speak to the major plot lines uh, of all the movies. Um, and so if you want to get into characters, I'm happy to say uh, who my favorite one. character is. Why do we the, the, the first one? I think you can go first. Who was your favorite character? I think Gail Weathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gail was awesome. Uh, I think in the beginning, you you uh she evolves as a character in terms of her, the audience's opinion of her because at first she seems just like a pushy journalist but then you find out that she's a pushy journalist who has a very much uh this is the side of justice is like this voice of reason is the um she sees that like maybe someone was uh maybe the truth isn't out there and so she just wants the truth out there which is i feel like the type of journalist that we can get behind it's it, the, the journalist who wants to unveil the truth rather than just the journalist who wants um to be on tv um mm-hmm. and so she kind of becomes more that and the fact that she comes in at the end and like kind of helps to save the day um 
is really cool too uh so we see her with that um you know she has her moments like when she's kind of like seducing dewey to like help get him to help her and stuff uh she seems very i don't know but it's just i think she redeems herself in the end uh and to th- see that she's right too is also part of it it's not just some like cock and bull story it's like she did see something and she um did unveil the truth in a way by her constant pursuance of it so i think she's a really good character obviously you know, people like Sydney, but she's very main girl, like very kind of bland, just the main girl, you know? Um, but I don't know. What do you think? This is going to be like kind of meta. Um, I like Casey, which is Drew Barrymore, but I think it's just really iconic that she's like in the first 10 minutes. Like, okay. Was, was it? That, yeah, that was Drew Barrymore? Yeah. Okay. I was like, this girl looks a lot like Drew Barrymore. <laughs> the book, I guess because of the, the Bon blah Bob, I guess so you didn't realize it was Drew Barrymore, but it's Drew Barrymore, which is also funny because like she's on the cover of the movie and she's yeah. only in the first 10 minutes, which is like kind of iconic. And also, I think they also did this with um, Screen Queens with Ariana Grande. Like I think like sometimes, and like they do it more often now, like, you know, you see this like, big build person and they like get killed off like as soon as they enter like i think in like deadpool like brad pitts in it like for like two seconds like you and and you never know or matt damon's like in all these event in all these avenger movies you never know but you're just like hey is that Matt damon something kind of like this but it's just really iconic that like she's literally on the cover and she's only in it for like the first two minutes yeah and she's really, now, but yeah. she's really thoroughly unrelated to the motive and like the actual stream of murders because it's like if you think about it why did she die <laughs> crazy. okay they fucking crazy i want to get into that are we finished with our characters because well, no, i mean i'd like to talk about least favorite characters okay. because I mean, like the friend is is, um, yeah. I don't like her. Um, and honestly, like I don't really like Dewey that much. I uh, suspected Dewey for the longest time. Um, I, I really thought it was going to be Dewey in the end. Uh, but I should have known because I saw a scary movie. I should have known how it was going to end <laughs> because scary movie is the exact same plot. Um, but I suspected Dewey. I just I, he feels very like uh. I don't know. There's something about him. And I think he's a beloved character of the franchise. So I kind of feel bad saying that, but um, I don't know. He just, he's obviously supposed to represent like the bumbling police force of the detective fiction um, stereotypes. But so I I understand his purpose, but I just, I don't know. I didn't really like him. I'm sure I, I'm sure in the later movies he grows on you, but I didn't like him in this one. Um. I kind of don't remember Tween 3. I, like, I, I think we mentioned this, like, off camera, but, like, I watched them, like, during the MTV marathon <laughs> once <laughs> before 4, even before 4 ever came out, and I never went back to watch 2 and 3. Um, but I, I like, I guess my least favorite has to be, I guess, Tatum. I, I mean, and maybe even Randy a little bit. I I think we talked about this with Tabitha. Like it gets kind of old. I think they. I think in this movie they kind of ingrained it because they were watching horror movies. So that makes sense. They they're talking about 
the horror movie rules because that's what they're doing. So they actually like ingrained it into the plot. But you can definitely tell what his character is there to do. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he was only there because he needed that stuff. Yeah. Like, would they hang out with him otherwise? Yeah. It's supposed to be really popular. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, it's it's tough in this movie because all the characters are, are a little bit just, they're just the archetypes that they're there to mm-hmm. like represent. And so literally Randy's only purpose was, was just to be the person who's, who's saying that stuff. We don't know anything about him outside of that. And he didn't really have any lines outside of that or moments outside of that. So, um, I think with the same thing with Tatum is just like, I think she was just supposed to be the friend who didn't really take it that seriously. Um, and all of them just kind of fell very much into their roles and so it's really hard to comment on them outside of those roles because we didn't get personality or or any beeline uh, plot that's going to develop them further. Yeah, I think Gail and Dewey have the B plot. Yeah. Like the friend is what the teens are doing and then what the adults are doing in the combines. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that neither of us... Um, talked about Billy or Stu, but I think because okay, talk- they're the killers. So yeah. <laughs> okay. So do their plot plan makes any sense? I guess because they are murdering people. So I guess it is a little bit making sense, but also why makes a little less sense. But do I use that meme of <laughs> sexy ski orders licking the cornstarch on his fingers? Yes, I do. <laughs> Yes, I do. He looks. What do you use that know. for? Huh? What do you use when that I, for? Like, be like evil. Like when I'm trying to be like evil, I like yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's mostly a Twitter thing. It's mostly a Twitter thing. Okay. Um, that's why my Twitter is private. Because <laughs> I don't want to see me with my shenanigans. But I think also it was really smart to have two killers because people say that all the time. Which is something I feel like everyone took from Scream. It's like, how is this one person doing all of these things? Yeah, because it was two of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I didn't think about like um, when I watched Scream Queens, which we did last week. I missed a lot of like very classic horror references because I have very little horror knowledge. But even going back and watching this, I saw the references. I mean, there's two killers in Scream Queens. Um, and, and so the two killers thing, like you said, is, is very, yes, very makes sense because especially when you see, uh, obviously he had to have help because he faked his death. Someone like killed him. So it's like, okay, there's uh, another person involved. Um, it's also interesting that he's the initial suspect and it was him. And I don't think we see that as often now in mysteries and, and, and horrors is that, or more specifically in horror mysteries because i think in horrors horrors you know who the monster is like you see the monster like we have jason we have freddie we have michael um but well, like in mystery horrors where we don't know who the killer is when in whodunits it's usually not the initial suspect but in this it, it was the initial suspect well actually in the first friday the 13th it's not even jason's Voorhees; it's, it's his mom, his mom. yeah and I only know so, that because like, they say that in Scream. <laughs> I, <think it> <laughs> um, I at least watched the classic ones, classic horror stuff. But um, but yeah, and I think also it's also about like trusting your gut. And I think that's 
what it like is supposed to say like if people just trust their gut then a lot of times you won't be in these situations even though she does have sex with him at towards the end of the movie yeah i'm like girl I yeah know, i guess like, he's weird but you still suspicious he's clear but he's still acting like really creepy and like really like not a good guy um so it's like something in your gut should be like yeah maybe this is not the right relationship (laughs) to be in (laughs) because also he told her she should get over her mom dying like i mean i mean yes at some point you you know it's it's healthy to try to move on um but he wasn't even saying it like that he was saying like you got to give it a rest or like stop being so upset about it it's like it really only only has been a year um he just wanted her to have sex it's like sex with him it's like okay so that should have been the moment they broke up that didn't make sense i think they only they wanted that in the plot to make it funny with the randy downstairs talking about like yeah as soon as they're not a virgin anymore they're they're gonna die um Mm -hmm. so it's just to have that but that didn't make any sense yeah i think but i think it's also i think it was supposed to be more about how hot skeet aldrich is but benny loom is hot he is trying to charm her you know how they you know and of course you're you're talking about billy loomis right Mm -hmm. okay um how they like try to charm her and stuff into you know yeah no i mean billy loomis is very like he's the troubled like um he's got the the kind of darker eyes and like the hair the very jd um from heather's and so he's, yeah, I guess it's commenting on the kind of the charm that pulls people in who do feel very like she's got reason to be a little troubled herself. So kind of feeling part of her is going to connect to that, that he's a little brooding. Um, mm-hmm. And so she gets lulled into that, but he fits the bill. And I think that's why he was the initial suspect. And that's why people are going to write him off. Cause he seems obvious. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's interesting that the obvious person is the person in the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which I think you're right is like usually killers are gonna seem like killers. Like, um, you know, we see these movies and stuff coming out about like uh Jeffrey Dahmer and, and things like that. I don't think anyone uh was not put off by by these people when they were in interactions with them. And that's usually why they become outcasts, uh, is because they are acting weird um because they're weirdos uh killers are weirdos (laughs) and so i think it makes sense that it's going to be someone who's not completely uh blending in Mm -hmm. and like the reason why he did it too because you find out that he also murdered her mom because her mom was cheating on her dad which made his mom leave um or vice versa. I can't remember who. I forgot who the one who left. Yeah, his mom uh, left because she found out his dad was was sleeping mm-hmm. with her mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they also find out that her mom was also sleeping with the person that they framed. You know, but why blame the dad? What the dad do? I know. Dad- well, that and that's where it falls apart. He killed a lot of people that he didn't need to kill, and no. I think they were putting it on the fact that like they were two teenage boys who got so intoxicated by the killing that they just went on a rampage. Um, but it's just, it, it doesn't quite make sense that they mm-hmm. were killing so many people. And and like we mentioned earlier, the Drew Barrymore character dying in the beginning um, has absolutely no connection to it. Why? It's interesting. The commentary we can kind of see on like 
men and how men react to rejection. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, you know, what we're seeing now with the conversation around like incels and, and the, the kind of stuff we're seeing from, uh, the typical persona of school shooters. Um, when I saw the conversation in the beginning with the Drew Barrymore character, when he's on the phone with her, it's very um, harrowing how we can see the similarities between this, um, what we're seeing on social media and what we're seeing uh, having uh, in the higher conversation on social media is that men are like nice guys, nice guys, nice guys. And then as soon as the woman turns a little bit, suddenly it's you're a bitch. And we see that in the phone conversation. She hangs. He's like, oh, yeah, I just want to talk like, you know, blah, 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 like being so nice. And then she hangs up on him a couple times and then he 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 gets online. He screams at her. He says, you hang up one more time, you bitch. Um, And like we see that it's very. um it's very similar to how we see men online act like the nice guy routine when as soon as it doesn't work for them, it suddenly it's like they're throwing insults and just speaking like very terribly to the women. Um, mm-hmm. And so the only co- explanation I could come up with of why he killed the Drew Barrymore character is because he was testing her and she showed that she was going to she said she didn't have a boyfriend and she did. And maybe he doesn't like cheaters. And so like she was entertaining the conversation with him, even though she had a boyfriend. Um, and maybe he has like this vendetta against cheaters because his dad was a cheater and drove his mom away. I don't know. I think that's the only thing I can come up with. I think this is this is the weird thing. And this is why Scream is a little hard for us today. Mm-hmm. Especially because this is what three years before Columbine, too, where two people went on, on a rampage and yeah. terrorizing and killing their, their yeah. peers. In all sense of the word, Billy and Stu are, like, popular. Like, people like, generally like them. Maybe, maybe, maybe Stu, maybe... They're popular in their friend group. I don't know if they're popular in school. Okay. Because I guess like, you definitely get the sense that Sydney is popular. And Tatum is popular, but I guess maybe Stu. I don't do do we though. They have their group of friends, but do we really see them interacting with anyone else? I mean, we see that moment in the bathroom with Sydney, the cheerleader, and her friend are like talking shit about Sydney, like calling her the crazy girl and stuff. It's not like she was in the popular crowd though. They had their group of friends, their tight knit group of friends. I thought it was kind of like a. Imogen kind of thing, going back to previous and that like she used to be popular, but then once her mom died, then like she kind of went a little crazy. That's what I thought. That's how I kind of pictured that conversation. But but maybe I'm also pretty, you know. But then yeah, but but we definitely know that Casey was popular. Her boyfriend was very yeah. like they were they were like popular, popular. So I maybe that's why they killed him because like they felt that they had it all. They came from she was like pretty rich like with this based on her house and her how her parents dressed and yeah. all that stuff and but also Maybe. it was like yeah I think they also, I think Stu said something about them perfecting their craft too so maybe it was a practice one before they went after Sydney I don't know it doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. and also just and also going back to like 
art imitates life or life imitates art, I guess you never know uh, with these kind of things. But this movie got a lot of backlash after Columbine. Yeah. Um, Screen 3 came out around the time of Columbine, and it was specifically less scary and more funny because of like the different tone that Columbine set. Yeah. And I think we see that today as well, of just how certain type of violence, especially that kind of violence towards like your school peers is mm-hmm. being um, portrayed. So you can like Scream and you can like Heathers, even though they have those plots, but that doesn't mean that that kind of stuff can be made kind of today. Because even going further into Scream 4 and 5, a lot of their under any plot was about how we portray killers in media. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, like true crime in media. Because even at the end of, of Scream 5, I, I'm mad that they called it Scream. They should have just kept it as 5. You can't yeah. have two in the same series, especially when you bring back the old people. I don't like that. I think they were, it, it was a play because they mentioned it in the movie, but still, no, 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 I don't like it. Anyway, um, could I call it like a recall or something? Yeah. It's like a reboot, but also a sequel because they break back the original. But anyway, but at the end of that movie, Gail decides not to write about the killer. She decided to write about Dewey. About Dewey, yeah. And I think that's a conversation that people have today about we always talk about the killer. We never talk about the victims. And I think Scream, you know, there's other movies that do a really good job of talking about, like, dynamics that are happening in real life. But I think Scream does it really well. Um, or at yeah. least the, the TV show is a little funky. But <laughs> I mean, even Scream 4 back in 2011 was commentary on internet fame and teens addiction with internet fame and wanting to be famous. Um, Mm -hmm. and kind of almost like commenting on why at that time, uh, the internet was being very irresponsibly used. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's being responsibly used today, but we were, I mean, in the two thousands when internet was really becoming a thing and social media was really unhinged, uh, and YouTube was coming out and stuff there was some dark stuff happening on the internet. Uh, some things that children were seeing that they should not have been seeing. <laughs> and, and so- not in like, the corners of the internet either. This was like- Yeah, this was just on YouTube. Right, I mean, you go to, you go to youtube.com and see like a, a live stream of someone being decapitated. Um, yeah. Like oh my God. we were seeing <laughs> nasty stuff just yeah. on the main page of the internet. And so- it, you know, coming off of that and, and kind of being on the tail end of that um, and even stuff like the the uh, rise of revenge porn um, mm-hmm. in the early two, 2010s too, um, just the obsession with internet fame and being willing to do anything for internet fame. And I think looking back on it now, teens are like, it really doesn't make sense that she would just be killing people just to be famous. But if we think of the parallels of like why a lot of teens will do like really horrible stuff like this, they're doing it to feel seen. They're doing it to be somebody. Um, and so it's really not all that uh, unrealistic. And it it was interesting for Scream to be commenting on that uh, so consistently yeah, and so early on. Because she got murdered 
in the hospital after all that she was she was seen as a hero that she mm-hmm. you know that she just died succumbed to her whatever happened to her whatever happened to her in from the accident yeah not knowing that she caused all of it yeah but she still got her fame just in death Yeah, but that's why I think. Um, but I'm happy that you like seen the movie and like also see like other. Cause I think also even non scary things. I think also takes a lot from Scream a little bit. Um, yeah. even, like Scream Queens. Like I think Ariana Grande's character was definitely like their Drew Barrymore. Like she's in the cover. She's in the promos all this stuff, but then she dies in episode two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough to, you know, do something, but. I like that scene where, um, in Scream, uh, was it Drew Barrymore, either Drew Barrymore's character or Sydney's character was like on the computer typing to 911. Oh, that was Sydney, that was, yeah. That was very reminiscent of Ariana Grande on her Facebook saying, I'm being killed on the computer as she was being killed. <laughs> I think that was like a, a direct homage. Because even like, in 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 Scream, and she's like, oh yeah, instead of going out the front door, they run up the stairs. But then she kind of made herself have to run up the front door because she couldn't she unlock the door it. fast enough. Yeah. I will say that move of like opening the closet door to then catch on the knob when they, that was smart. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've never thought of that before. I mean, it was a really convenient setup of the closet door because it was just the right angle and just the right placement for it to be able to do that. But when she opened that closet door, I was like, what is she doing? What does she think that's going to do? And then I saw the two doors like lock together like that. I was like, okay. So she probably actually do that probably once more. (laughs) 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 Oh, but it's like, yeah, but it is funny that she said that. And then we see her not able to get out of the front door. So she goes up, but then she shows that you can still be strategic and smart about going upstairs if, if you do it the right way. Especially um, when you know your house. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. so there are times with these scary movies, like, you're in your home. Yeah. You should know something about your home that can help you escape. Right. Oh, yeah, the dial up to 911, hilarious. <laughs> that's something that we don't do. And then the, uh, oh, this is so like 90s, because like then she hugs him and a cell phone drops out of his pocket and she's like, <gasps> And it's like, everybody has a cell phone now. And he's at the police station. The police officer literally asks him, is there a reason you had a cellular telephone on you? (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) if this is now, that would not be, that would not be odd in the slightest. Everyone has a cell phone. (laughs) Uh, So 90s. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know you could type to 911 back then. I think you probably could because it's connected to your like to oh, your like oh yeah app, yeah yeah like to your modem like because it was dial up so yeah. I guess so they probably had a, something on your computer that you could like kind of use your yeah which is a system they use for people who are hard of hearing um <laughs> but yeah no I think I think Scream especially the first one. It is fun. Like it is a fun. If you like that kind of thing, it's is is. I can see the fun and humor in it. Yeah. I'm not a big scary movie person. Um, and if I am, it's like more like a psychological thriller kind of thing. 
um, and not a like straight up slasher. But this is one that I can like watch and recommend other people to watch. And if if I'm at like a Halloween like you know party or whatever, this is the one I recommend that you watch. Yeah, even like because like, watch it like kind of like any mood. Like you don't have to be Halloween to even watch this movie. Like it didn't even come out during Halloween. It came out like right before Christmas. Um, yeah. But it's not like the Babadook. <laughs> like, I have to be in a certain mood to watch Oh, don't even, we can't even talk about that. I've seen that movie three times. I have done that to myself three times, but every single time, I mean, even just talking about it, I, I can't, we can't. <laughs> but I'm just saying, well, or like Insidious, or like, I think I sound like the first Insidious. Like, like you got me in a particular mood, and I'm not in it. I'm not yeah. in it, but I, I think, especially the first one i think the fourth one is also good um but maybe because those are like that one has like i mean the third one has like patrick dempsey and stuff like that but the fourth one has like people i grew up with (laughs) so it was like a little more like oh my god they're getting murdered and the weapons is murdering people (laughs) this is like before scream queen it was also funny because she's in in scream and then she's in scream queen i don't know why i have not made that connection but um Yes, I can rewatch one and I rewatch four. Yeah. I, I, mean, I could definitely see myself going back to this and possibly even watching another Scream movie. Um, it kind of made me want to watch Scary Movie again. <laughs> yeah. Just to see now, like to be able to see it after seeing Scream. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I don't like horror movies in the slightest. I, I scare so easy. And I was able mm. to watch this and 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 be fine. Like I could watch it again. I could watch another movie in the franchise after that. So, it, listeners, if anyone if anyone's listening to this and hasn't seen Scream, um, or it's just uh, yeah, like someone who doesn't like horror movies, I think it's a really easy franchise to watch as like a a bridge, a way to bridge the gap, um, between like the real horror movie world and and, and movies in general. So like. Yeah, and I think it's it references it's referenced a lot in pop culture, so it's a good one to see, definitely. Mm-hmm. But even with its parody version, because like I feel like Scream is a you know it satirizes yeah horrors where like scary movie parodies horrors, and I don't know what the difference is, so I <laughs> I know there's a clear distinction, and like when I see it, I know it, but I can't describe it. I guess. I guess it's about the jokes. Well, maybe. parodies parodies are a replication, a, a humorous replication of an in, of an individual work, um, and mm-hmm. so like scary movie is a replication of Scream in a funny way. Satirizing something is poking fun at the elements of something uh, rather than a, a replication of that thing. So like Weird Al's music, like his songs are parodies of the original song, but like Bo Burnham's song about country songs is satirizing country songs because it's making fun of the elements of country songs i guess for my because i guess like for the first one and maybe the second one very much is a distinct movie that they're sat that they're parodying like mm-hmm. for scary movie i think i think scream and scary movie go hand in hand because oh, yeah. of how but three like scary movie three and on and all the other epic movies and date movie and super movie and whatever all the other weird ones that came yeah. out they're definitely parodies because they're directly making a joke about a single plot point of a movie but yeah. they do something 
different movies yeah those are like parodies and satires too because not only are they having scenes that are directly parodying specific scenes but then throughout it they just have jokes that are satirical about the genre as a whole um because especially like in the ones that are just making fun of the genre as a whole like the not another teen movie so they have scenes that are parodying scenes, but then they also have jokes that are satirizing teen movies in general. I guess I guess Not Another Teen Movie is a good example of that because mm-hmm. in Not Another Teen Movie, the through plot is she's all bad. Yeah. But um, with Chris Evans, like every time I think right. about it, <laughs> my mind. But um, yeah, so like in that movie, it is... Um, the through line, the through line plot is she's all that, but they make fun of other teen movies throughout the line, especially like with the guy, the only black guy in the thing talking to the other only black guy of his school. That's a very yeah. funny. Um, yeah. So and like they do a musical number, which is definitely not in she's all that. So um, right. yeah, I guess the other ones. I think I think the other ones get a little bit murky, probably because they're bad. I think they didn't, yes. they didn't tie the two enough. And I think... I have not seen that on TV in a really long time, so like I cannot say this in 2022 ties, break. But I think Scary Movie and Not TV Movie did it right, where all the other ones kind of lost the sauce. Yeah, I mean, and it's tough to say because like that was quite a period of time. <laughs> and it's i think that's definitely like it's understandable why we're not mainstream seeing that happen still today but all of those movies seeing it is just on youtube and tiktok right yeah yeah the um parodies like that aren't for the theatrical release anymore they're for everyday consumption on uh, media websites um and done by smaller production companies but um but yeah, there was a time when we were seeing actual movie theater movies that were these. Uh, but it's it's kind of tough to comment on the quality of them because it's also inarguable that most of them went a little too far with their jokes. Like oh, yes. a lot of really inappropriate jokes um, and not inappropriate in the sense of like talking about like rated R things, but like really um, derogatory and uh-huh. like very problematic jokes. And so no, all of them, so not a single one did like was unproblematic like all of them were problematic but some were way too problematic and like some were just awful awful movies um like the the one that like made fun of the one that made fun of the apocalypse movies it was like i forgot what it was called that one was rough um and then like the epic movie that one was rough. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's weird that we see like I think also we were children at during this time, so we all watched them because we all thought ha ha funny funny. Yeah. And then even then we like, oh, that was a bad joke at like age eight. <laughs> right. And like, so scary movie and not another teen movie, they got a they got away with it because it was very of its time. It didn't really go further than it should have gone it's not good in today's terms you look back on it, you're like oh yikes <laughs> um yeah, like the way that they handle like um like lgbt and yeah all that kind of stuff is a little a lot yeah um, but it's not like they make fun of like i guess like i don't know how to they make fun of being gay but they don't like 
kill anyone because they're gay. Because like in the other ones, like people are getting murdered for like regular things. <laughs> yeah, like they like drop a boulder on their head or you know. <laughs> it's just a funny time. But to go back to Scream, I you know I think I think of Scream like I think of like Sorority Row and all those other like. Mm-hmm mid mid tier horror movies that came out at the time like i don't think any of them kind of captured that essence that screamed it yeah um scream i think was the perfect combination i don't want to say perfect because i I'm, i've seen things that have done it just as well if not better but like it was a really good combination between an actual authentic movie with an actual authentic storyline um and and satire like it wasn't entirely satire it wasn't entirely ridiculous and unserious it was an actual movie and there were were some at the time i think genuinely scary scenes before before this movie w- had become reproduced and pounded into pop culture to the point of like it's not scary anymore i think when it originally came out I could see these being some actual scary moments, like some apprehension. And so it was a really good combination between a real actual scary movie and satire. So scary movie was just satire and parody. Well, actually scary movie is parody. Yeah. But this movie had humor, but it was also, it was scary and it was sad. Um, And it was a movie. So it was a really good combination. I think they did it well. And it, it makes sense that the franchise, as it went on, it became a little bit more convoluted, a little bit more meta, and a little bit more um, a little bit more of satire as it went on because it started making fun of itself. It started like yeah. commenting on itself, uh, which was interesting to see that the d- evolve evolving of the series. And it's like a weird, like, I think number five is i don't know what it's called and i don't want to be wrong but like the snake eating its own tail what is that called i i don't know <laughs> anyway, i talk i will google it but um um i think because they they guess they did a requel in the movie but then they talked about stab doing a requel in yeah. the movie so they're just commentating on the movie that they're commentating on about commentating on another movie. Like I don't like you know like the the wheels is turning, and it's like what is the actual movie and what is the actual plot and what's the actual meta commentating about the plot because right. it's about a movie that's in a movie about a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, if that made any sense, but um, yeah, I just. I think that's what I'm really surprised about six. Like, I don't know what they're doing, but like I said, yeah, in that, but I can't possibly see where they're going to go with six because five was really twisted up because like you said, it was, they've got a situation now where they built a world where there's now an entire film series within the world that's based off of the, these films, um, in our world and they've got all these legacy character interconnections with these new characters billy loomis i guess had a kid um and, and we see, exactly Where? exactly and we have like you know the, the this next generation that's kind of been now killed so like i don't know where they're gonna go with the sixth 
but it's very twisted up. It's very convoluted. And I think they're getting to this point where they had to start making fun of themselves because it's a bit ridiculous to think that there's this person who continues to be, um, someone's trying to murder them. Exactly. Like over and over again in their lifetime and why they wouldn't just disconnect themselves from that. Um, if there was like why they feel the need to go investigate every copycat killer when they're not like a, like what the heck is happening? So they've kind of put themselves in a position where they can't be serious anymore about it. It it is fully like satire. It is fully like a twisted up, um, self-commenting, uh, storyline. I have no idea where they're going to go with six because I feel like I feel like five was evidence that they have twisted themselves because the killers, their motive in five is that they didn't like the direction the stab franchise went. So they were trying to inspire them to create a better one by doing it better in real life. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So like, I think what are they going to do with six? They've already kind of like, that's about the dumbest they can get with motives. That's about as far as they can go. And so like, I, I don't think six is going to be, I feel like five was a nice comeback, but four had terrible box office ratings for a reason. People were kind of done with it. And the story was too, it was too twisted up. I think six is just going to have the same failure. Or don't bring back Sydney. Like she, like, yeah, I'm not new saying- cast. Let's do it. Just all new cast. Or a reimagining of the first one. Mm-hmm. Completely restart. Just like a like a like a total redo reboot of the first one. Yeah. That would be interesting because I think I think it, I think the commentary that they can have and poke fun at, at the original original is interesting that they can't do with the sequels because Cindy's in them. Um, but I also think that horror fans <laughs> are like Star Wars fans, <laughs> and sometimes. They don't like new things. They like the old things. They don't like when, you know, if if the woman's not a final girl or like have the final girl aesthetic, I say, they poo-poo it. Got the same thing, like people didn't like bodies, bodies, bodies. And a lot of it was just because, I mean- Oh, that was great though. Yeah. People didn't like that movie, but that movie had a more woman, you know, centric kind of view. I think Happy Death Day was probably like the one that like people did like. That's a like a newer kind of feel to it. Um, it's about the girl who has to relive her birthday for mm. um, always like getting murdered around him, around her. Um, but yeah, I think like horror movies can like like what they like. Um, so I don't know who they, but. I don't know. I think I think it could happen, but then I also think that Scream has put themselves in a bad hole that maybe they need to take a lot of years off, like twenty, and then just come back with a whole new, just yeah. redo the first. Yeah, I really think they could do something interesting with the with redoing the first one, but make it actually scary. Yeah, like make it terrifying. Um, mm-hmm. And they could make it, they could still make it where it's one of the friends in the end, but make it so that it's not obvious and make it to where it's like. I think it's obvious in our 2022 brain, like that man does not look okay. But I think they're like, 
oh, he got cleared, so he is fine. Sydney is just being paranoid. But, you know, 2022, my, like, uh-uh. Those shifty eyes are shifted. Never trust a man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that now, but... Yes. Um... Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'll be interested to see where it goes. I might even watch it when it comes out. Um, we'll see. But I don't necessarily think it's needed. No. Yeah, no, I don't think it's needed either. I do want to say before we get off, like, we, we can cut this part. I think the TV show, we didn't really talk about the TV show. I have watched, I have committedly watched the first season and I watched the second season. I did not watch the third season. And I think the problem with the TV show is the problem with Creole Liars Original Sin is that you need a continue like no one's gonna keep on getting murdered. Like, you know, like on and on and on and on. Right. At least with the movie, there's some like, you know, lines or whatever. I think they try to make it a anthology after season two. So they brought on a whole new cast and they're like, well, we can't have so they kinda like kinda try to do like every it's a the different class that someone's just copycatting ghost face yeah but it also doesn't work that way either like you know what i mean like they're all and that's why it didn't work but they kind of in the in the in the first in the first two seasons it was her boyfriend again oh, okay yeah working, and like working with his ex-girlfriend <laughs> well yeah i mean that happens um mm-hmm. i was surprised to see that there was a tv series based off of this because it re- doesn't really seem fitting for a tv series length project uh because it's hard to keep that going i mean scream queens is able to do it because they're being funny about it they're being ridiculous about it so they can keep but when it, a, an actual series that's trying to be an actual series um it starts like not really making sense why it's still going on uh mm-hmm. after a while so it's got to be episodic or like like you said anthology um that's why i don't do not know how what season two of original sin is gonna do yeah if it's even gonna get a season two huh if a season two is actually still gonna happen though it got confirmed for a season two yeah i mean Discovery Plus literally threw away two entirely made movies. So, who's to say? Not to say that, but I'm just saying, like, um, I'm, I think right now our Scream show is Criminalized Original Sin, and I'm interested of what will happen. Yeah. Know. But yeah. Any last words? No, I mean, I am just glad to be done with the actual scary movie. Um <laughs> I, the only way I'm doing because yeah can- this is this is it this is as far as i can go with this um and i was like i said i was dreading this so like i'm just kind of i'm glad i've seen it i'm glad it wasn't that bad um and i'm glad that we can move on to something better and brighter and oh my god uh, i don't think better good. per se <laughs> i like scream i think scream is a great movie no see scream is fine but I think inarguably the in best the best Halloween movies of all time. <laughs> You're like saying some fighting words here. Are, but... Listen, 
I mean, the audience already knows that I, I don't watch horror movies, so I'm obviously not an expert speaking to it. But in my personal opinion, the best Halloween movies of all time are the Halloween Town series. And that is what we're doing next. Yes. Yes. All four. I cannot wait. I rewatch these movies every October. When, when everybody else is re- watching horror movies and scary movies for Halloween, I am watching Halloween Town. <laughs> I actually rewatch at least the first season of Game of Girls. I feel in Twilight. Yeah. I watch for autumn. It's Twilight in no, at least the it, first season. It's an odd, it really is an odd phenomena that like for for seemingly a lot of people, Twilight and Gilmore Girls just have the fall aesthetic. It's not that like, well, Gilmore Girls, sometimes it is fall, but it's also the other seasons in the series. I don't know why we specifically associate with fall. And then Twilight has nothing to do with fall, (laughs) but like it is explicitly a fall time. I see everybody starts talking about Twilight, about pouring a glass of wine, watching Twilight, watching Gilmore Girls, um, and I, I'm right there with them. I, it's something about those, <laughs> those projects. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, 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 w- I probably will rewatch a little bit of that um, and get into that mood. But I definitely am excited to watch Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very excited. It's like it's like a very heartwarming. Like I'm 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 pulling Rachel's leg a little bit about the best, but I think <laughs> it's a great one. I it's iconic. I don't like a lot of how like those type of Halloween movies like about Halloween. Um, there's another one that people adore, which we could probably talk about next week that I don't like, which is Hocus Pocus. Um, Ooh. I know that's a hot take. I do not like Hocus Pocus. And I feel that out of both, I'd rather watch Halloween Town than Hocus Pocus. So I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. And listeners might be like, might be a little confused why we're not doing Hocus Pocus uh, because the Hocus Pocus reboot did just come out. And so, like, you know, let's just take a moment to address it. We wanted to watch Halloween Town. <laughs> we only had space for one <laughs> disney channel uh we only had space for one unserious halloween movie and we frankly we just wanted to watch halloween town and we will possibly do hocus pocus next year we're gonna give the listeners time to watch the watch the reboot um we don't want to spoil a movie that has just come out and, and we also understand that a lot of people are probably going to wait till halloween to see the sequel so we're not trying to get in early on commentary and uh, isolate a lot of our viewers. It's really we care about y'all. We care about the listeners. And don't uh, let me have the first one. <laughs> and so we'll do that. We'll do that next Halloween. Um, we'll do. We've got Hocus Pocus on the list, but um, you know, Halloween Town has been out for a long time. We're not afraid of spoiling it, and it's better. <laughs> it is done. Like even we, when we talk about the the weird fourth one, it, it's done. Like I don't think they're coming back for any. Yeah. Yeah, it's done. It's done. <laughs> um, and even if they did another one, I don't know if it would be the same. But anyway, we'll talk about that all next week. And um, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's about to be a really fun week of rewatching these movies, even though. Number two is a little scary. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a little scary. <laughs> but we'll be okay. <laughs> I'm gonna watch all four of them. All right. Well, we'll catch y'all next week. Stay safe this uh, this as we get closer to Halloween. You know, 
be watching out for Halloween shenanigans and take care of black cats. If you guys see a black cat in the road, take care of them. Okay, there's been a black cat following me. I thought that it was trying to either say that I'm a witch and it's my familiar or <laughs> it's, trying to, it's trying to say that I'm about to die. You know, cats can sniff, sniff death. Oh, yeah. And- well, let's not, let's hope it's not that. But, um, but did you know that more black cats like die and black cats are killed in October? Like people actively kill black cats. What protect the- them. Protect black cats, y'all. So they didn't what? ask for that. Cause like, well, so they're associated with bad luck. A lot of people like genuinely believe they're bad luck and will kill them and like go after them and, and like have less sympathy for them. It's really, it's PR. I mean, P- P- like they have bad PR. <laughs> Poor, I mean, I don't like cats in general, but poor bad cat. I know. I know so. this is totally not about scream. <laughs> yeah. You make so far left. But, but just we're using know. our platform for good. Yeah. We're, I'm sending out a PSA about black cats. Do we know you're severely allergic to cats? Do not kill them. That is right. All right. Well, we'll catch y'all next week. Tune in for our Halloween special. And until then. Bye. Bye.